my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Tanner fans, Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well, today I am continuing my coverage in the Jesse and the Girls, Jesse and the Girls series for January. I for the last couple years since I've been doing this podcast, which will be turning, celebrating its third anniversary in April. I have pretty much been reserving January for Jesse-related episodes. So, last week we covered a Jesse and DJ episode with Fogden, and today I am covering a Jesse and Michelle episode. With Season 3, Episode 22, Three Men and Another Baby, which is kind of funny since... The show Full House kind of got kick-started after the success of the movie Three Men and a Baby. Yeah, so this episode aired April 13th, 1990. In this episode, Michelle is jealous when Danny agrees to babysit a neighbor's infant overnight. DJ's math homework stumps Joey. So there's Poppy... DJ struggling with her math homework and Joey trying to help her out. <laughs> the thing is, okay, I'm going to tell you what's wrong with the first sentence. Michelle is jealous when Danny agrees to babysit a neighbor's infant overnight. No, 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 no. You swap out Danny's name for Jesse because Danny is taking Comet to obedience school because he just apparently already had this thing set in motion after the fact that he agreed to watch their his neighbor's infant child. Like, oh yeah, sure. It's like, I've got a house full of people. I'll just let Tony, like, be babysat by one of the other two guys in the house. But yeah, it's like, so, if we kept this equation with Danny watching Tony, I don't honestly feel that Michelle would have been that bothered by it. It was because baby Tony was monopolizing Jesse's time, and we all know, and I'm sure we can all admit, that the strongest relationship on that show was going to be Jesse and Michelle. Always has been since day one. So... This episode, I am sorry, I'm yawning. Oh my goodness, it's 10 in the morning. <laughs> I just woke up. 6.7 out of 10. This is based on 232 ratings. As I said, when I finished Fogged In and I was talking about this episode, which I'll be covering for this week, we do have a couple returning characters. We have Barry Keeble as Michael Kagan and Joan Leesman as Joyce Kagan. 
I want to see, let's go back real quick earlier in the season and I want to see what their names are listed here. Michael and Joyce. Boom, boom. Same characters, had a baby. She, yeah, just the baby was probably sent off somewhere else because it's like DJ's already going to have her hands full with with Brian and having an infant just is and by we don't know how much time has passed between we know that 10 ep, uh, six like eight episodes have passed since misadventures and babysitting but the length of time like show wise like how many weeks months what have you so I just think, yeah, the baby, they already had the baby. The baby just was sent to another babysitter or sent to somebody because the baby was still very young. And that's a lot. Oh, my gosh. What if, listen to this. Okay, I have a theory, right? The reason Brian was acting out is because his parents are giving all his atten the attention normally given to him because... He has a baby brother, and he's jealous, and he's acting out with DJ. I honestly think, I just, I, I think I got it. I think that's it. Just because we didn't see Tony or have him referred to in that episode didn't mean he didn't exist. I'm just going to go with it. It's the same people, the same characters. Same characters. That's that's my story. That's what I'm going with. So, yeah. All right. So. I don't know who that person is. Um, episode was directed by <sighs> Bill Foster. Writers Jeff Franklin and Leonard Orr, as referred to back then, as Lenny Rips. <laughs> All right, do we have any trivia? Let's see, do we have trivia? I'm seeing, oh, we do, here we go, boom, boom, boom. The adult dog that plays adult Comet is also the dog that plays Airbud. Correction, correction, correction. I have seen this rumor and... The only scene that dog that was in Airbud is in is Air Jesse. Because you can tell it's a different dog other than Season 8 Comet. Season 8 Comet and Comet from Season 4 to Season 7 are two totally different dogs. Look at the nose. The nose is all the difference you need. And not to mention... Comet in season 8 has a black nose. However, he is also much younger looking. We've had Comet season 4 to season 7 for over 3 years. That dog has a pinkish nose. At one time it might have been black. Sometimes I guess with golden retrievers it depends on the weather. But their noses kind of change from black to pink. Just, I think it like, has to do with like the cold maybe? I'm not sure. Something like that. Because I follow a um, golden retriever group. I know even though I don't have a golden retriever yet, I'm going to get one one day. You listeners out there have listened for 
this podcast and my others for years. You know I'm hooked on golden retrievers. You know that I want one. Okay. Here's another trivia. The answers to DJ's word problem is $5.50 per pound of walnuts. Final appearance of Michelle's crib. This is a spoiler. As she now sleeps in a bed. Okay. Goofs. Tony's parents. Tony's parents, Michael and Joyce Kagan, are the same people with the same character names as in The Misadventures and Babysitting. When DJ babysat Brian, Tony wasn't in that one and Brian isn't in this one. Well, why would he need to be in this episode? He wouldn't be. It has nothing to do with Brian. Continuity. When Jesse and Michelle sit down in his room to talk, she positions her legs off to the side. In the next shot, they stick out in front of her. Well, she's three. She's not going to get continuity, okay? She's just, she's not going to get that. Let's see. Do we have any user reviews? We do. Okay. I like, okay, this is seven out of ten. Ooh, the worst of season three. I don't like that title. This is by Fried Toast 2 This is from April 14th, 2021. Honestly, if this is the worst, then it's not too bad. Okay, I like that. <laughs> season 3 is my favorite season, but it's so close to Season 4 and Season 3. Worst episode isn't terrible, just kind of boring. Michelle gets jealous because Uncle Jesse spends so much time with the kid he's babysitting. She's young, so I tried to let it slide. But it did have a couple good moments, like when Michelle keeps going back in the crib. That part made me laugh, but other than that, pretty bland. But not nearly bad as later seasons. Okay, as always, I'd like to read the synopsis from the DVD cover, see if it's a yay or nay. Everyone is charmed by the adorable tot the family is babysitting. Everyone except jealous Michelle. I like it. I'll give it a yay. I'll give it a yay. I'll leave that out so I can actually put the DVD inside the player. All right, so I need to stop yawning. Okay, so like I do... For all you Tanner newbies that are jumping aboard the Tanner train, hence this podcast, I'd like to let you know where you can find the podcast on social media. You can go to Facebook, type in Full House Podcast or Fuller House Podcast. The Oh My Atlanta Holy Chalupas podcast will pop up. There is also Twitter, OMHC Full House. There is also Instagram at OMHC Full House, Fuller House podcast. As well as another couple things that do set this podcast apart from other Full House and Fuller House podcasts out there is the fact that this is a clean, family-friendly Full House, Fuller House podcast. I wanted to set myself apart from the others out there because I wanted there to be a podcast that... Full House and Fuller House fans could listen to with their kids around, listen with their kids, all that fun stuff. Also, another thing that sets this podcast apart from other Full House and Fuller House podcasts is that I don't go in order of episode or season by season or air date. 
I like to do themes. Currently, we're in January, so we're doing a Jesse theme. In December, I did a double feature of we're moving, moving in. Did uh, that double feature. And just kind of heads up for what's coming your way for February. We have dating disasters will be the theme for Valentine's Day. We will have triple date, lust in the dust. Triple date, of course, season two is where the <clears throat> just uh, Danny sets up a date with a girl. Turns out she's got history with Jess. And... She brings along two of her friends, and the guys all turn it into a triple date scenario, and hilarity ensues. Will, which, <laughs> which couple will survive? Which, uh, which couple will be a match made in heaven, and which couple will not? Lust in the Dust from season three, where Danny dates for a hot minute. Stephanie's dance teacher, you will recognize this woman. She has been in the show not only as Stephanie's dance teacher, but Becky's sister, Connie, and aunt at the aunt at Michelle's circus birthday party in the greatest birthday show on earth. So, yeah, we'll be covering Triple Date, Lust in the Dust, and Season 5. Is it Season 5 or 6? It's got to be It's got to be 6 because that's when DJ starts dating Steve. And Steve's in that episode. Dating the dating game. Joey's got a thing for his radio show manager. And Steph's trying to grow up way too fast with this boy Josh who's on her baseball team so at least we get continuity with Steph and baseball so that's pretty cool so that is going to be on the calendar for February March I've finally decided after almost three years of covering this podcast I am finally going to tackle the four serious episodes of Full House that includes the drinking episode with DJ in season three called Just Say No Way, where she goes to a school dance and she brings Kevin and he's a little shy. And we got a couple guys that are there, no good nicks, who take him out into the school hallway, which honestly, I don't know why they're out there, why there's not someone chaperones, if you will. Prowling the hallways for stragglers and shooing them back into the gymnasium for the dance. But yeah, they pop their tops on a couple Elkies. And uh, yeah, yeah. And the rest will be explained when I cover that episode if you haven't seen it. Which I'm pretty sure you have. That's a, that's a big one there. So we'll be covering that episode. Well, I'll also be covering season four's Shape Up, which is the episode where DJ wants to fit into a bathing suit at Kimmy's 14th 
birthday pool party in a hotel. And she wants to get into shape. She's not happy with how she looks. So we deal with, you know, body image issues in in that episode. So, yeah, after that, we are going to be hitting up what I feel is probably one of the most serious episodes on this show that has ever been done. That's child abuse. And I gotta give it to Full House. They handled this remarkably well, given the Just really, really well. Stephanie gets paired with a kid who's kind of a jerk in class. Just uh, cutting up, insulting, kind of sort of bully-ish, I guess. Granted, that's... A, basically for show. We learn that the young man that Stephanie's been paired to do a project with is getting physically abused by his father. And Stephanie doesn't know what to do with this information, so she turns to Uncle Jesse. And I'm not going to go into any farther more detail than that, but that one's a hard one. I, I kind of get teared up just thinking about it. And then, of course, the last serious episode is going to be season eight, Under the Influence. I remember this episode. I remember seeing it on TV. I, I remember seeing the preview throughout the week before the episode aired and just, like, like oh my. And, and the thing is, I was shocked. Like, seeing Kimmy, like, not portrayed as goofy funny, but, like, literally under the influence of alcohol, like, these people that are like felt like my family you know I grew up with them and then just to see like oh my gosh no no Kimmy and then just feeling like the fallout of DJ and Kimmy's friendship because they really in that preview they handled like will this incident survive will their friendship survive this incident oh my gosh just I mean yeah they really played it up but wow so we're going to see, and I have so many, oh my god, I'm tabling it for more, but I have a lot of things to say about why DJ should not have been at that frat party. I don't care if she wasn't drinking, she's, what, 17, eight, she's in high school, she does not need to be going to a party like that. The fact that Danny even let her. Let's ask ourselves this question. Would Pam have let DJ go to a party like that? What if there were no alcohol being served at that party? Would she still, th you know what, DJ, I'm sorry, but I don't feel comfortable with you going to a frat house when there's older guys there. The, uh, but the thing is, I mean, I look at it as, as this too. There's an episode... I'm thinking it's got to be season 8 because she's not with Steve anymore. Or maybe it's late season 7. Where... A Date with Fate. I think that's the episode. Where Stephanie is with this boy named Jamie who we'll meet later this month. When I cover Is It True About Stephanie for Jody Sweeten's birthday. He's got an older cousin. And DJ apparently is just... So hung up on, you know, her breakup with Steve that 
she goes out with this guy who's like 22. 22! And she's in high school. I don't care if she's a senior. And Danny's fine with it? This guy's got a mustache. He looks like he's like mid-20s, late-20s. And you're letting your high school daughter da Ugh! No, Dan Danny does make questionable parenting choices. Again, I say, was well, thinking he's going to let Michelle go to a Counting Crows concert. Yes, I don't agree with that at all. But anyway, I'm getting off topic. So January, February, I can't talk. So the for the first three months of the year, those are the episodes I'm focusing on. And... Yeah, I I honestly think, I think maybe in April, I think I'm just going to do maybe a double feature and cover the almost breakup double feature, the breaking up is hard to do in 22 minutes with Jesse and Becky, and then the designing mothers almost kind of break up, but not really with with Danny and Vicky. They don't really, they don't say the word break up. Like, we should just end things. Danny and Vicky get into a fight, an argument, because, oh my gosh, you're just like your mother, because Vicky's mom comes over, sticks her nose in business, your, your daughter's over 30, you do not need to be talking to her boyfriend saying, when are you going to propose, Danny? I don't want my daughter wasting her time in a relationship that isn't going anywhere. Lady, you need to just stick to what you know, and that's designing rooms. So, yeah, she redesigns Stephanie and Michelle's room. I think it looks gorgeous. I love how that room changed. It was beautiful. It, it was time, and they did, you know, some change. But the fact that, and I'll get into this more when I cover the episode, but... <laughs> Oh, she's like, it's just my way. Vicky's mom says this. Oh, it's just my way of apologizing for being out of line. You don't remake a bedroom and use that as a form of an apology. You just apologize. You don't need to fix up a room that you had no permission to fix up in the first place and say, well, I just want, this is my form of an apology. No, you just made it a thousand times worse. You did not have permission to do this to a room in somebody's house. Even though the girls absolutely love it. And Vicky apparently thinks that's absolutely fine that that can be done. But anyway. Uh, yeah. So, table that for April. I think that's what I'm going to do. And then, of course, with May, last year, remember, I did cover college tours as a Mother's Day DJ Kimmy episode. Well, I did say last May for Mother's Day, I did want to focus on an episode with Stephanie as a mother, and I will be doing that. So, season five, of course, of Fuller House is where we're going to go. You guys got a specific, a specific episode of Fuller House where Stephanie is with Danielle. Please, 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 please. Email the podcast, oh, omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. I want your recommendations. I want to do the best one where she is 
with Danielle and everything. Like I know there's one where she's on her guitar singing to baby Danielle with a new song. I think it might be the one where Lisa, Lisa Loeb guest stars. That one, I'm not sure the name of it. Um, there's another episode. Don't think it's the same one where Stephanie's kind of questioning her, her mother technique because she... Like, that mothering instinct just is not kicking in for some reason. I don't know if those are two separate episodes. But again, guys, hit me up on the podcast Twitter. OMHC Full House. Or the Instagram. Or the Facebook Messenger. Let me know which one. Because I definitely, like I said, I do want to cover a Stephanie Baby Danielle episode for Mother's Day. I promised I would last May for 2022 and I want to keep my word at that I want to keep my word so all right also lastly if you're enjoying the podcast and you want to support the podcast I don't do patreon I just ask for a minute of your time if you go to itunes and type in full house podcast full fuller house podcast the all my lanta holy chalupas podcast will pop up scroll down to where it says leave a review and leave a review have fun with it. Use emojis if you want to. Just or tell me your favorite character, your favorite episode. Write in a couple short sentences um a a plot idea for one of the characters in a future season that we never got a full season nine of Fuller of Full House. Season six of Fuller House. Just have fun with it. I would love to see your creativity and see where you would take these characters in your own mind. You know, yeah, just create a little short story. Maybe, you know, a couple sentence short story on the Instagram review. Every five-star review this podcast gets helps it get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. So, I really, if we can, I would love to get to 5.0. I would love to be the best of the best. Full House, Fuller House podcast out there. If I can. If I can. If you guys think I'm deserving enough, I would love that. So, alright. Without further ado, let's finally jump in to Three Men and Another Baby. Alright. So, yes, of course, before we can actually get to the episode, we get to see the fun cold open. We are in Michelle's room. It's actually quite dark in this room. Michelle's sitting up in bed and says, Daddy Joey, come here. Danny comes in and he asks, What's the matter, honey? And she says, There's a monster in my closet. Okay, Dan, Joey, I don't really like how he's coming off here. Like, Arms folding. Now, Michelle, we've been through this a hundred times. You know there's no monster in your closet. He says that, no, Joey says there's no such thing as monsters. And, of course, Michelle says, uh-huh, there's a cookie monster. Well, yeah, there. He, but he's a friendly monster. And Joey says cookie monster is not a real monster. He's just a sugar freak who got... <laughs> Stuck with a really bad name. And Michelle won't let this go. She says, I'm telling you, there's a monster in my closet. I'm like, guys, just humor her and go look. Why are you debating this with her? You could just say, okay, honey. Well, 
to be honest, there aren't really real monsters. But, you know, she's three. What is she going to believe? That, oh, it's just all in your head? Humor her. Check the closet. Come on now. Danny's one who says, okay, Michelle, I'm going to prove to you that there's no monster in your closet. <laughs> oh, oh, tag team with the sisters. She says, I'm going to prove to you there's no monster in your closet. Danny goes over there and starts moving. And this isn't really even a real closet because there's no door on it. It's just, uh, it's basically just clothes on, uh, hooks of clothes on a, a bar. Like, it's just, it could be a closet if you had doors on it, but it doesn't have doors. So does it really count as a closet? Oh my goodness! As soon as Danny goes over there and starts, like, moving the clothes that are hanging up to the side, poof! Out pops DJ as a monster. <laughs> She said, gotcha! Oh, Michelle, you goof. You got him, girl. You got him good. And that's the cold one. That was fun. That was creative. And I love how, as we're coming out of the cold open, Danny and George just kind of looking at the mask like, what is this thing? That's very creative. Or I thought he said, it's very attractive. Like... I gotta say, I loved DJ's crimped hair. I I think that's cool. Not all the time, but in this scene it was cool. Wouldn't it be funny if after DJ you wait a few beats and then... Yeah, but then again, the joke has already been discovered, so... Oh! Stephanie could come out from under the bed! Oh, it's another monster. <laughs> oh. Daddy, Joey, come here. What's the matter, honey? There's a monster in my closet. Oh, Michelle, we've been through this a hundred times. There's no such thing as monsters. Uh-huh, there's a cookie monster. <laughs> cookie monster's not a real monster. He's just a sugar freak who got stuck with a scary last name. Telling you, there's a monster in my closet. All right, Michelle, I am going to prove to you that there's no monster in your closet. Be very careful. Look, honey. Ah! Gotcha. Oh, yeah, you guys got it. Way to go, Michelle. Yes. What is this thing? That's very attractive. So that was fun. That honestly was a fun cold open. I haven't seen a fun cold open like that in quite a while. Okay, so we come out of the intro. Danny is mopping the floor. And he actually has to, because he stands there like, oh shoot. Because he's standing in the middle of the floor and he's mopping. all like, if I move my foot, the floor is just going to get dirty. He hops up. And that's impressive. He hops up onto the kitchen counter. And then he mops the little area where he was standing. The back door opens. The girls are home from school. And Danny puts a hand, uh, finger up and says, stop. 
Oh, that's right. It's mop till you drop day. Because you see, like, the kitchen chairs are on the table. The rug's been pulled up. All that stuff. Why didn't you just say, girls, when you come home from school, I am mopping the floor. Can you please come through the front of the house? I remember on Saturdays. <clears throat> so Saturday? Yeah. Grandma would be doing chores and one of them was mopping the kitchen floor so you try to go in the front it's like no you got to come in the side door as in the door that leads into the, the family room and then also you turn and there's the living room so yeah at the at the farm at you know grandparents house there's always <clears throat> so much foot traffic coming through because you got you know, family working on the farm and all that stuff, coming in, washing their hands, probably getting something to drink or, or whatever. So he, he tells the girls to take their shoes off and DJ tells us she's still got the crimped hair, which I love. Oh, that's right. It's Friday and it's mob till you drop day. Of course, Comet shoots out <clears throat> into the doorway from outside and Danny's like come on wipe your paws I just mopped in here he's like and then he runs after Comet and says don't you know it's mopped till you dropped it the dog does not care he does not know days of the week so yes this is preteen Comet he's not a year old he's probably like six months old and Danny's like oh thank goodness tonight you're going to obedience school he really, you guys really should have been practicing that when he, we, like, the day after you brought him home. And Danny's pet and comet just, you know, good thing you start obedience school tonight. You know, some dogs your age are herding sheep or pulling carts. And, you know, all I really want for you is to maybe grab the morning paper, maybe my slippers. He says... All I want you to do is sit, heal, do an occasional load of laundry, and Comet's just like, well, that ain't happening. Doorbell rings, Comet's out of there. And Danny's like, Comet, Comet, come back. And he's like, all right, get it out of your system. So it looks like Tony's just sleeping over for the night, because here comes the Kagan family. They got Tony and Egg. Why am I blanking on what this is? Stroller. Yes, yes. And the dad, of course, has got the baby stuff and the car seats. And I'm just kind of thinking now, I mean, this episode aired April 13th, 1990. And I'm just thinking... I bet even that stroller and that car seat, odds are, those would have been, would be recalled. I, I honestly feel like with all these recalls nowadays, when I worked um, at the Goodwill, there are just certain things you just couldn't take just due to all these recalls. The last thing you want to do is take something, put it on the floor, have someone buy it, and have something horrible happen. And find out later, well, that was recalled. You shouldn't have accepted it kind of thing. Yeah, so. Oh, Danny says, I get three fifty an hour plus tips and all I can eat. Well, because it's my house. And they just look at him like, what? 
Yeah, he says, which is no big deal because it's my food. <laughs> and they look at him like, what? <laughs> and they're like, oh, <laughs> funny. They have a polite laugh where if you you don't really find it funny, but you're laughing because you want to be nice. Like, uh, <laughs> Tony's dad hands Danny the car seat and also a list of important phone numbers to call in case an issue comes up. And a baby diaper bag that has Tony's dietary needs, which is something that is nutritionally balanced. They also add cholesterol-free oat bran enriched baby food. Okay. I'm just kind of thinking, because Tony's, uh, you know, and I'm not trying to fat shame this poor baby here, but he's a bit of a chunk. An adorable baby chunk. And I'm just thinking the cholesterol-free, what are they trying to do? Slim this baby down or what? Are they, I mean, as a baby, are you really worried about cholesterol for the baby? I don't know. I don't know. And then, again, this is 1990, so... Danny makes a joke, like, huh, sort of like Perina Yuppie Chow. Basically, he's calling them yuppies because of the way they're dressed. They're not dressed in hippie garb because they're going to a Grateful Dead concert like they were in Misadventures and Babysitting. But, you know, they're dressed very smartly-like. Like, they have nice, high-powered jobs. And they wear only the finest, finest clothing. The dad's got a bolo tie, which is like, okay, cool. So, of course, before they leave, Tony's mom wants Danny to know that, look, Tony won't just bond with anybody. So don't be surprised if when you pick him up, he screams his guts out. Well, maybe that's a good thing. Danny laughs at this, and then he stops and realizes he's the only one laughing, and he asks, (laughs) <laughs> what, what, why aren't you laughing? And Tony's dad is just like, you'll see. Bye. <laughs> yeah, get out before the volcano erupts. So Tony's parents leave. Danny pushes the, <clears throat> the stroller just a little past the coffee table. Or it's by the rug. He says, I'm going to go warm up your bottle. He also says, hey, we're going to bond, all right, buddy? Yeah, so I'm bonding time. And baby Tony just, uh, not about that. And the, well, the thing is, it's like, he says, I'm going to warm up your bottle in the kitchen. The microwave is to the right of the refrigerator. You are not going to be able to see him. You don't just say, here, I'm going to keep you in another room, like, 20 feet from the doorway, and occasionally check on you. No. You take him into the kitchen with you where you can actually physically be in the same room as this baby. (laughs) Freeze, stop. Take off your shoes. Oh, that's right. It's Friday, and Friday is Mop Till You Drop Day. 
Comet, wipe your paws. I just mopped. Comet, come back. Don't you know it's mopped till you drop, day? Comet. Comet. Oh, man. It's a good thing you start obedience school tonight. You know, some dogs your age are pulling sleds or herding sheep. All I want you to do is sit, heal, maybe do an occasional little laundry. Comet. Comet, come back. Okay, get it out of your system. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Here's a baby. Hi. Thanks for letting Tony sleep over tonight. Oh, hey, what are neighbors for? I get three fifty an hour plus tips and all I can eat, <laughs> which is no big deal because it's my food. <laughs> <laughs> You're a prince, man. <laughs> Here's a list of emergency phone numbers. And here's Tony's nutritionally balanced, cholesterol-free, oat bran-enriched baby food. Sort of like Purina Yuppie Chow. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. Oh, 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 one more thing. Tony won't bond with just anybody, so don't take it personally when you pick him up if he screams his guts out. <laughs> Why aren't you laughing? You'll see. <laughs> okay, Tony, what do you say we do a little bonding? Yeah, you look psyched. <laughs> Let me uh, warm up your bottle for you, and I'm going to put you right over here where I can see you. Now, don't you move. So, Jesse does a flying baby bit with Tony. Of course, we get another crack about this baby being a chunk. It's like, oh, jumbo jet. So he has to readjust under Tony's body with his arms. Yeah, and he, he turns him in a circle, says, flying baby. Then he says, wide body. I'm like, okay, come on. Can we not about the baby being a chunk? So it looks like Danny already prepared for Tony because Michelle's old crib is set up in her bedroom. So she's actually going to be rooming with Tony over. He's going to be rooming with her overnight. Oh my gosh, the picture is. Oh my. Remember the picture I obsessed over last week in Fogged In? You know, with the dog, you know, the St. Bernard Burmese mountain dog thing. Dog, and then the little curly haired blonde, like toddler leaning back against it. That picture is back. And I still have not been able to find out who the artist is for that picture. Yeah, and he's just twirling Tony. I almost called him Tommy. <laughs> twirling Tony in circles, calling him Super Baby. And the way that the crib is literally pushed up to the side of Michelle's bed. And also there's a little two-step step stool for Michelle to get onto her bed because of the way that this crib is positioned. Just push right up against her bed. Why would you do that? Just have it alongside with, like, space in between. There's room. Oh, the green-eyed monster's coming out of Michelle. Old jelly jelly. She's like, hey, I'm super baby. And Jesse's like, well, no, you're super big girl. Like, you're not a baby. And Jesse puts Tony in the crib, lands him like an airplane in the crib. And Michelle is like, hey, that's my crib. And Jesse's like, 
Well, sweetie, you don't sleep in a crib. You sleep in a big girl bed. Yeah, Michelle is pretty much probably acting like any child around her age that has a new sibling and is having to learn to share attention with the parents. Like, oh, their attention isn't all just on me anymore. And he takes a stuffed animal off Michelle's bed and says, Hey, Tony, you want some toys? And Michelle's like, those are my toys. And Jesse's like, well, we don't want Tony to be lonely when he's falling asleep. You can share your toys. Jesse, yeah, he says, well, Tony needs some company while he sleeps. Really? Well. Yeah, I mean, aside from the yuppie puppy chow or whatever they're... They gave this baby that no cholesterol, you know, baby food, oat-based baby food. Um, did they give anything else? Like, they probably assumed, like, you know, well, they had a baby at one point. I'm sure they have some diapers lying around they could use or, no, they didn't say anything. They dashed right out of there. Well, he doesn't have a pacifier. He doesn't have a, uh... Favorite stuffed animal, nothing. This baby just came with a stroller and a car seat and yuppie, no cholesterol, oat-based baby food. Yeah, there's just so many jokes of this baby being considered overweight. Like, it's baby fat. The baby is going to eventually, I mean, my goodness. Just, oh, I just, I didn't think about it until now. I was like, there's a lot of baby fat shaming jokes in this episode. Starting with the no cholesterol, oat-based baby food. Yeah, they didn't even talk to Michelle. Well, how she, whether she would have, how much she would have gathered from that. Like, um, Michelle, we are going to have a little visitor. You're going to have a little friend stay in your room overnight. His name is Tony. He's about six months old. Are you okay with that? That's why we're moving your crib in here. But, again, I feel it's only because Uncle Jesse is interacting with Tony that Michelle is having a problem. Joey or Danny doing this with Tony. Michelle, I can't see her because her relationship with Jess, even at this point in Season 3, is so excuse me, rock solid that anyone coming in between, I mean, of course how she, <coughs> excuse me, reacts with Nikki and Alex. Remember Kimmy's 16th birthday party? That was a big fail. And Michelle's making a popstick house. <coughs> and, um, yeah, she's like, oh, you're busy with Nikki and Alex. It's like, at that point in the show, she's like Six or seven years old. Really, that jealousy over Jesse being with his kids. Because Jesse even said, well, since Nick and Alex have been born, I haven't, we haven't been had a chance to really hang out, just the two of us. And I'm thinking, you don't need to apologize to her. She's old enough to understand that you have your own children now and you have responsibilities to those children. So don't feel like you need to put your own kids on the back burner because Michelle's feeling neglected. Whereas here, she's only three. She's probably never seen another baby in her life and seen Uncle Jesse give attention to someone else that isn't her. Jesse says, you know, Michelle, you have to learn how to share. 
I do like how he explain he explains this to her in words that she can understand. He says, now today, this is Tony's room, too. So, Michelle's just like, this is nuts. And Jesse kind of, you know, tickles her chin. Like, I, I get it, I get it. So he stands up, because he was sitting on the little uh, two-step step stool thing. And he goes to sing her a song. And Michelle's upset because this is her, that's her song. We know the song that she loves that Jesse and Joey and Danny all sing together is the teddy bear song. But I'm guessing at this point we haven't been introduced to the teddy bear song just yet. I'm, gu- I'm guessing. Um, <laughs> but this song that we've never heard Jesse sing before. And it's just, I don't think. I don't know. I don't like it. It's just, mm, it's too, mm, I don't like it. So Michelle's upset. She goes up, that's my song. And then she goes in the hall, across from her bedroom door, slinks down to the floor, puts her chin on her hand. Uncle Jesse doesn't like me anymore. Oh, poor kid. But, I mean, I like that he was explaining to her, like, you have to learn to share, Michelle. And today, this is Tony's room, too. Like, she should be able to understand that. Even at age three. Flying baby. Here we go. Ready? Flying baby. Oh, boy. Jumbo jet. Here we go. Look out. Flying baby. Wide body. Coming in for a landing, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Super Baby! Hey, I'm Super Baby. No, you're not, you're Super Big Girl. Okay, here we go, Chief. Coming in for a landing. Wow! Hey, that's my crib. Michelle, you don't need a crib anymore, you're a big girl. You sleep in a big girl bed. Here, Tone, you want some toys, buddy? Here, Tone, there you go, buddy. Those are my toys. Oh, Michelle. Tony needs some company while he sleeps. In my room? Michelle, you have to learn how to share. Now, today it's Tony's room, too, okay? This is nuts. <laughs> All right, Big Tom, just sing a little song and then go to sleep, okay? Here we go. Good night, my love. Mm-hmm. Pleasant dreams, sleep tight, my love. That's my song. May it's tomorrow not a good be. Sunny and bright, and bring you closer to me. Uncle Jesse doesn't like me anymore. <laughs> bouncy, bouncy, bouncy. So Michelle is like, "Can you do this?" And she starts kind of move, like dancing while standing, like moving side to side. And then finally, she gives her like, "Can you do anything?" And then Jesse says, oh, I bet he can laugh. And he bends down and just starts tickling baby Tony. And we just see, oh, that little adorable face just light up. (laughs) Immediately, Michelle wants attention. My turn. And Jesse turns and starts tickling Michelle. So jealousy is already starting to set in with her. Like, no, no, no. Attention on me. Back on me. Jesse says, Tony, I used to be really cool. All right. Baby bonding. There you go, Chief. 
Michelle, this is Tony. Tony, Michelle. Very nice to meet you. Can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do anything? Yeah, make it laugh. Let's tickle him, okay? Ready? Okay, so now we're going to jump into the second plot is, is with DJ and Joey in this math homework. As Joey comes in with a small plate with cookies, as he says, homework halftime, like, all right, cookie break. And DJ says, oh, thanks, Joey, I'm in big trouble here. Do you know anything about math? And Joey says, well, I mean, I hate to brag, but I did sleep through a whole year of honors calculus. It's a worded problem. It's a story problem. Uh, Bill is throwing a party. He wants to buy a pound and a half of nut mixed nuts. So one third is almonds, two thirds are walnuts. I don't know Jack Diddley about fractions. Fractions scare me to death. The total cost is seven dollars and fifty cents. Apparently, the answer, according to trivia, is going to be five dollars and fifty cents. The all okay. This is a long worded problem. The almonds cost four dollars a pound. How much do the walnuts cost? And you see Joey's brain working overtime as he's pondering all of the these numbers and figures and story whatever. And then he just looks like you said the guy's name was Bill. Okay. Ah, uh, so DJ just kind of gives Joey a look like really that's all you gathered from this story math problem is the guy's name. <laughs> Jesse comes in almost like he's got a stick of pizza saying, hey, pizza time, who wants a slice? But as he comes in with baby Tony in his car seat, car seat and says, hey, who wants to play with the munchkin? <laughs> and of course, <laughs> DJ and Stephanie are like, oh, I do, I do. And of course, DJ Joey says, oh, me. And DJ looks at Joey and says, Joey, you have homework to do. I'm like, DJ, no, this is your problem. You take care of it. I love how <laughs> Joey stands up and then DJ says, Joey, you have homework. As she puts a hand on his shoulder, like to push him back down into the chair. And the fact that she smiles to herself like, oh, this is so easy. Stephanie's like, oh, look at those little fingers. And I love DJ's responsive oh i always wanted a baby brother and then i'm thinking dj you're gonna have three boys down the road so you'll get your 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 baby boy fix three times over <laughs> yeah she said look how adorable hi baby she's like patting him on the head oh i always wanted a baby brother and i'm thinking you're gonna get three boys down the road deej You'll get your baby boy ba fix. Well, also, Nikki and Alex come along later on, but then by that time, DJ's like 15, so. Put <laughs> pencil down. He's like, oh, I can't take this. I need a baby. I'm taking a baby break. Joey is sniffing the top of <laughs> baby Tony's head, 
Stephanie is literally right in Tony's face, and then DJ's on the other side of Tony. And I think that this baby is getting overstimulated, probably getting a little freaked out. Like, people are, like, literally in his face, smelling his hair, smelling his head, and just, like, ah! I can see why he, he starts screaming. Well, too much, too, too, too much in the face action right there. Jesse exits as he says, as much as I love baby talk, I really have to leave. And you see this close-up shot of baby Tony, and someone's got a hand on his belly like they're rubbing a magic lamp. And I'm just like, this kid is getting a little freaked out by all of you right there, literally in his face. Pull back, guys. Would, if you were him, would you want people practically in your face, smelling your hair, rubbing your stomach like it's a magic lamp, and just, like, poking you, and, ugh, poor kid? He's probably like, mom, mom, <laughs> even though he can't say mom yet. Even when Jesse was holding him, you could literally see the baby looking off the set, like, forward to probably his mom or dad, who was right in front of them. Off, off to the side there on the set. All three, Joey, DJ, and Stephanie say, Uncle Jesse, Tony wants you. Jesse just will not be, he will not accept it. He's like, oh, he's not crying because he wants me. And Joey brings baby Tony over and puts him in Jesse's arms and immediately Tony stops crying. And, and Jesse's like, look, all right, listen, this I don't cry around Uncle Jesse bit was cute at first, but now, it, all right, it's still cute. <laughs> Homework half time. Oh, thanks, Joey. I'm in big trouble here. Are you any good at math? Well, I hate to brag, but I did sleep through a whole year of honors calculus. <laughs> What's the problem, Deej? Lay it on me. Okay, here it is. Bill is throwing a party. He wants to buy a pound and a half of mixed nuts. One third is almonds, two thirds are walnuts. The total cost is $7.50. The almonds cost $4 a pound. How much do the walnuts cost? Guy's name was Bill. <laughs> All right, who wants to play with the munchkin? I, I, do, I, do, I, do. I do. Joey, you have homework. <laughs> Look at those little fingers. Oh, baby look how adorable! Hi. Oh, I always wanted a baby brother. Oh, oh I can't take this. I'm taking enough. a baby break. As <laughs> <laughs> much as I love Joey. baby talk, I will. We have to weave. <laughs> oh, yeah, they are right. Jesse, Tony <laughs> wants you. Right, just because he wants me. <laughs> Hey, listen, this uh, I don't cry around Uncle Jesse bit was cute at first, but now it's, uh... Okay, it's still cute. So, Jesse does a flying baby bit with Tony. Of course, we get another crack about this baby being a chunk. It's like, oh, jumbo jet. So he has to readjust under Tony's body with his arms. 
Yeah, and he, he turns him in a circle, says, flying baby, and then he says, wide body. I'm like, okay, come on, can we not about the baby being a chunk? So, looks like Danny already prepared for Tony because Michelle's old crib is set up in her bedroom. So, she's actually going to be rooming with Tony over, he's going to be rooming with her overnight. Oh my gosh, the picture is... Oh my, remember the picture I obsessed over last week in Fogged In, you know, with the dog, you know, the St. Bernard Burmese mountain dog thing, dog, and then the little curly-haired blonde, like, toddler leaning back against it? That picture is back, and I still have not been able to find out who the artist is for that picture. Yeah, and he's just twirling Tony. I almost call him Tommy. <laughs> twirling Tony in circles, calling him Super Baby. And the way that the crib is literally pushed up to the side of Michelle's bed. And also, there's a little two step step stool for Michelle to get onto her bed because of the way that this crib is positioned just push right up against your bed why would you do that just have it alongside with like space in between there's room oh the green-eyed monsters coming out of michelle old jelly jelly she's hey i'm super baby and jesse's like well no you're super big girl like you're not a baby and Jesse puts Tony in the crib, lands him like an airplane in the crib. And Michelle is like, hey, that's my crib. And Jesse's like, well, sweetie, you don't sleep in a crib. You sleep in a big girl bed. Yeah, Michelle is pretty much probably acting like any child around her age that has a new sibling and is having to learn to share attention with the parents. Like, oh, their attention isn't all just on me anymore. And he takes a stuffed animal off Michelle's bed and says, Hey, Tony, you want some toys? And Michelle's like, those are my toys. And Jesse's like, well, we don't want Tony to be lonely when he's falling asleep. You can share your toys. Jesse, yeah, he says, well, Tony needs some company while he sleeps. Really? Well. Yeah, I mean, aside from the yuppie puppy chow or whatever they gave this baby that no cholesterol you know baby food oat based baby food um did they give anything else like they probably assumed like you know well they had a baby at one point I'm sure they have some diapers lying around they could use or no they didn't say anything they dashed right out of there well he doesn't have a pacifier he doesn't have a uh favorite stuffed animal nothing this baby just came with a stroller and a car seat and yuppie no cholesterol oat based baby food yeah there's just so many jokes of this baby being considered overweight like it's baby fat. The baby is gonna eventually, I mean, my goodness. Just, oh. I just, I didn't think about it until now. I was like, there's a lot of baby fat shaming jokes in this episode. Starting with the no cholesterol oat-based baby food. 
Yeah, they didn't even talk to Michelle. Well, how she... Whether she would have... How much she would have gathered from that, like... Um, Michelle, we are going to have a little visitor. You're going to have a little friend stay in your room overnight. His name is Tony. He's about six months old. Are you okay with that? That's why we're moving your crib in here. But... Again, I feel it's only because Uncle Jesse is interacting with Tony that Michelle is having a problem. Joey or Danny doing this with Tony, Michelle, I can't see her because her relationship with Jess, even at this point in season three, is so <coughs> excuse me, rock solid that anyone coming in between... I mean, of course how she... <coughs> Excuse me. Reacts with Nikki and Alex. Remember Kimmy's 16th birthday party? That was a big fail. And Michelle's making a popstick house. <coughs> and, um, yeah, she's like, oh, you're busy with Nikki and Alex. It's like, at that point in the show, she's like six or seven years old. Really, that jealousy over Jesse being with his kids. Because Jesse even said, well, since Nick and Alex have been born, I haven't, we haven't been had a chance to really hang out, just the two of us. And I'm thinking, you don't need to apologize to her. She's old enough to understand that you have your own children now and you have responsibilities to those children. So don't feel like you need to put your own kids on the back burner because Michelle's feeling neglected. Whereas here, she's only three. She's probably never seen another baby in her life and seen Uncle Jesse give attention to someone else that isn't her. Jesse says, you know, Michelle, you have to learn how to share. I do like how he, explain, he explains this to her in words that she can understand. He says, now today, this is Tony's room too. So Michelle's just like, this is nuts. And Jesse kind of, you know, Tickles her chin, like, I, I get it, I get it. So he stands up, because he was sitting on the little uh, two-step, step-stool thing. And he goes to sing her a song, and Michelle's upset because this is her, that's her song. We know the song that she loves that Jesse and Joey and Danny all sing together is the teddy bear song. But I'm guessing at this point we haven't been introduced to the teddy bear song. Just yet, I'm guess I'm guessing. Um, <laughs> but this song that we've never heard Jesse sing before, and it's just I don't think I don't know I don't like it. It's just mm, it's too. Mm, I don't like it. So Michelle's upset. She goes up. That's my song, and then she goes in the hall across from her bedroom door. Slinks down to the floor, puts her chin on her hand. Uncle Jesse doesn't like me anymore. Oh, poor kid. But I mean, I like that he was explaining to her, like, you have to learn to share, Michelle. And today, this is Tony's room, too. Like, she should be able to understand that. Even at age three. Flying baby. Here we go. Ready? Flying baby. Oh boy, jumbo jet. <clears throat> Here we go. Look out, flying baby. Wide body. <laughs> Coming in for a landing. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's soup. 
Super Baby! Hey, I'm Super Baby. No, you're not. You're Super Big Girl. Okay, here we go, Chief. Coming in for a landing. Wow! Hey, that's my crib. Michelle, you don't need a crib anymore. You're a big girl. You sleep in a big girl bed. Here, Tone. You want some toys, buddy? Here, Tone. There you go, buddy. Those are my toys. Well, Michelle, Tony needs some company while he sleeps. In my room? Michelle, you have to learn how to share. Now, today it's Tony's room, too, okay? This is nuts. <laughs> All right, Big Tom, let's sing a little song and go to sleep, okay? Here we go. Good night, my love. Mm -hmm. Pleasant dreams, sleep tight, my love. That's my song. May it's tomorrow be sunny and bright and bring you closer to me. Uncle Jesse didn't like me anymore. So, I like this, um, this shot. We don't get this very often. I think the only other time I kind of remember this would have been, uh, the Miracle of Thanksgiving episode where we're getting, um, a view of inside the, uh, kitchen area where the stove is. And Becky's there at the stove stirring a pot and Joey's over there by the desk where the phone is and he's like I finally think I think I got it I think I finally found the answer to DJ's math problem Jesse of course is sitting up on a kitchen stool by the kitchen counter there he's got his leg propped up it looks like he's reading it looks like he, he's just reading a um recipe magazine like taste a home or something or something like that unless maybe he's reading up a parenting magazine on how to handle you know young kids that have jealousy due to a new younger sibling or something yeah so he's also using the little adding calculator there like let's say according to this here that he plugs in some numbers. Bill can buy a pound of walnuts for and then he rolls his eyes. $53,000. And Joey's just like, well, you know, that's what the Pentagon would pay for walnuts. I mean, I like walnuts as much as the next person, but not enough to pay $53,000 for them. So, Becky has Jesse do a little taste test of what she's cooking, and his, you can see, his, just based on his expression, whatever he's got in his mouth is just like, if she wasn't there, he probably would, like, spit it up in a napkin or, or something like that, because, but then again, since she's watching for his reaction, he has to play it off like, <laughs> yeah, it's all right, not. And Becky kind of guesses, like, oh, too spicy? And he's like, oh, no, no, I always cry when I eat chicken. And Becky looks at him like, it's pasta. You can't tell the difference between meat and pasta. I mean, we see a bowl there that looks like she's got, you know, some pasta there in a bowl that she's been cooking. Hey, guys, I finally got it. Finally figured out DJ's math problem. According to my calculations, Bill can buy a pound of walnuts for 
$53,000. Well, that's what the Pentagon would pay. Too spicy? <laughs> no, no. I always cry when I eat chicken. It's pasta. So, Michelle comes in, hands on her hips, like she's very serious. She goes, Uncle Jesse, come with me, please. It's like she is basically ordering him, you, like, you will come with me. Follow me. And Jesse says, okay, where are we going? And she says, to see Tony. And Jesse asks, well, what's the matter with Tony? And Michelle says, he's still here. Jesse, like, come on back, check this out with me. And she's like, oh, well, what about my food? And he's like, oh, we'll just let it fester. I mean, simmer. <laughs> yeah, she asked, what about my dinner? And Jesse says, just let it fester. I, and she gives him a hard look, like, excuse me. I, I mean, simmer. That oven is on. You are not leaving that space. You don't leave a dish unattended on an oven that's being used. Granted, yes, Joey's there, but he's doing his own thing. We even see ragu pasta there as well. So clearly she's making some type of pasta. I don't know why, but now I kind of do have a hankering for like some pasta with like cut up chicken and and like some buffalo sauce or something. I don't know. I just, now I kind of want that. <laughs> like with some uh, like elbow macaroni or some like pasta shells or something. I'm just I'm hungry for that. I am hungry for that now. Thanks a lot, Full House. You just made me hungry. It's 2:43 in the afternoon. I'm sitting here eating dry check cereal. <laughs> so, Joey goes even further to call up in the yellow pages Mohammed's house of nuts because he wants to try to get this <laughs> math problem solved but he's like I want to order some uh, some nuts and stuff walnuts and whatnot and it's just he's like hello my name is uh, Bill <laughs> this is hilarious he says I'm having a party and my nut budget here is seven dollars and fifty cents says, okay, so if a third of my friends like almonds, <laughs> and almonds cost, let's see, $4 a pound. If again, you're calling up a business and basically, I mean, the guy must know that Joey's trying to work out a math problem because it's like, um, well, first of all, no, my almonds don't cost $4 a pound. They cost $7 a pound. <laughs> so why are you, why are you telling me how much my products are? <laughs> right, as soon as he says that $4 a pound, Joey's like, no, this isn't for homework. Yes, I know. If I don't learn it myself, uh, if I don't do this on my own, I'll never learn. <laughs> it's like, this guy's like, dude, I am not helping you with your math, man. That's on you. And aren't you a little old to be doing math problems? <laughs> aren't you a little old to be doing seventh grade math problems? <laughs> yes, I know. I'll never learn if I don't do it myself. Hey guys, I finally got it. Finally figured out DJ's math problem. According to my calculations, Bill can buy a pound of walnuts for... 
$53,000. Well, that's what the Pentagon would pay. Too spicy? No, no. I always cry when I eat chicken. It's pasta. <laughs> Uncle Jesse, come with me, please. Okay, where are we going? To see Tony. What's the matter with Tony? He's still here. Mom, Dad, check this out with me. What about my dinner? I just let it fester. <laughs> I mean, simmer. Joey's watching that. Uh, 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 uh. Hello, Muhammad's House of Nuts. Yes, hello. My name is, uh, Bill. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm, uh, I'm having a party and my nut budget is exactly... $7.50. Now, if a third of my friends like almonds, and almonds cost, let's see, $4 a pound... <laughs> no, this isn't for homework. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I know I'll, I'll never learn if I don't do it myself. They walk in. Jesse and Becky walk in. They follow Michelle into her room. She climbs up the little two-step step ladder onto her bed. And she's peering into the crib where Tony is sleeping. She says, time to go home now. Bye-bye, Tony. It's just yelling. It's like the kid looked like he was sleeping. All of a sudden, he lifts his head like, what was that? What was that? And Jesse scolds her. He's like, well, Michelle, that wasn't very nice. You woke up the kid. And she says, good, he can go home now. Becky's like, oh, Michelle, you don't mean that. And she says, oh, yes, I do. Jesse picks Tony up out of his crib. And he's holding Tony. And Michelle's like, okay, my turn. Carry me. Jesse says, well, I'm taking care of the baby right now. I'll carry you later, okay? I'm like, first of all, Michelle is three. She only wants to be picked up and carried because he's carrying Tony. Plus, I mean, come on. She's a little too old to be carried around like that. Oh, yes, of course, Becky hits the nail on the head with this. Because he sits down in the rocking chair with Tony and Becky says, hey, Jess, I think Michelle's jealous because baby Tony's getting all of her uncle's attention. And now she wants to be the baby. And Jesse doesn't buy it. Like, what would make you think that? He says, what would give you a crazy idea like that? Like, well, gee, I don't know. Jess, turn around and look in Michelle's direction. And Becky says, well, intuition, instinct. And the fact that Michelle's sitting in the crib sucking her thumb. Yeah, and we see her sucking her thumb, and she's, I'm a baby. And Jesse's like, Michelle, get out of the crib. You're not a baby. Yeah, he hands Tony off to Becky and says, Michelle, you're not a baby, you're a big girl. And she starts, like, goo goo gaga. And Jesse turns to Becky for help. He's like, Becky, we gotta do something about this. And Becky suggests rewarding Michelle for acting like a big girl. And 
Jesse's like, that will never work. And Jesse just scoffs like, you obviously know nothing about child psychology. Hey, just because you've been around Michelle since she was nine months old doesn't exactly make you an expert on children, Jesse. And she says, oh, really? He's like, yeah, it's just very simple. You just have to look them in the eye and lay down the law. Watch and learn. And you just get this flash forward of how they're going to be co-parenting their twins together. And I love how Becky is just like, oh, should I take notes, oh, wise one? And Jesse kind of looks over his shoulder at her. Oh, wouldn't hurt. I don't think that Crib's the most stable thing that you want to be sitting on, Jesse, because he props himself up on the side of the crib that's down. And you just see the thing kind of wobble. I'm like, that makes me nervous because Michelle's sitting in there. He's like, all right, you get out of that thing and you start showing us what a big girl you are. Michelle takes her thumb out of her mouth and goes, Wah! like, oh, kid, seriously. Yeah, she's taking this to the extreme. If he wanted to show her who's boss, you yank her out of that crib and you say, enough is enough. We're not doing this. I'm not playing your little game. I don't care if you're three years old. We're not doing this, Michelle. And Becky just like, <laughs> ready to try the reward method now. And he's like, oh, please, that never works. And she said, oh, well, if you try it, I'll give you one of my special back rubs. He's like, oh, it's worth a shot. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. She got you, Jess. She got you. And she says, why? Because I'm going to reward you. <laughs> Audience just goes, woo and he says, well, maybe. Just because you tricked me doesn't mean my Michelle's done. Michelle's dumb enough to fall for it. Time to go home. Bye-bye, Tony. Oh, Michelle, that wasn't very cool. You woke up the kid. Good. Now he could go home. Oh, Michelle, you don't mean that. Oh, yes, I do. All right, come on, bud. Here we go. Here we go, Tony. Okay, Bob. My turn, carry me. Well, Michelle, I'm taking care of the baby right now. I'll carry you later, okay? You okay, Tony? You okay, buddy? Hey, Jess. I think that Michelle's jealous because baby Tony's getting all of her uncle's attention. Now she wants to be the baby. <laughs> Give you a crazy idea like that. Well, intuition, instinct. And the fact that Michelle's sitting in the crib sucking her thumb. I'm a baby. Michelle, you're not a baby. You're a big girl. Goo goo gaga. Back, we gotta do something about this. Well, I think the obvious thing to do is to reward Michelle for acting like a big girl. You obviously know nothing about child psychology. Jesse, you're oh, really? Right. Yes, really very simple. You just have to look them in the eye and lay down the law. Watch and learn. Should I take notes, oh wise one? Wouldn't hurt. All right, Michelle, now come on, stop clowning around. You get out of that thing and start showing us what a big girl you are. Ready to try the reward method? Oh, please, that never works. Well, if you try it, I'll give you one of my special back rubs. It's worth a shot. 
Why? Because I'm going to reward you? Well, maybe. Just because you tricked me doesn't mean Michelle's dumb enough to fall for it. So we go back to the girls' room. Stephanie is getting some Barbies from a little shelf above her bed. And I thought she was going to ask Stephanie, or Stephanie, I thought Stephanie was going to ask DJ if she wanted to play. Like, hey, you want to play Barbies? Well, DJ's busy because she's painting her nails and she's using her pillow person as, um, <laughs> like a drop cloth or something, or a towel. For in case any nail splatter. Like, you're seriously going to ruin your pillow person by using it as something for nail polish droplets to fall onto? DJ, come on. So Joey comes up with the adding machine. He's like, DJ, I got it. I, um, yeah, you're not going to use this type of math in the future. Uh, he's feeling bad because he, like, failed her because he couldn't figure out the problem. It's like, no, because of me, you're going to fail geometry or calculus, and you're going to end up as a waitress at a truck stop serving chicken fried steak to Duke and Tiny and, you know, truckers like that. It's like, no, I think you're making a little bit too much out of that. Luckily for her, she called the homework hotline and kind of helped her solve the problem. Oh, yeah, he says, no, you'll never get into college. You'll end up working at some diner. Oh, they finished off those cookies that were on that plate on that table. Tiny and Duke and Buck, these truck drivers with these names. We see that uh, DJ still has a horse fascination because she's got one, two, three large horse uh, figurines. Whatever you want to call them. And then two smaller ones. So she called the homework hotline. They helped her work through the problem. She says that X is the... So X is the total and the Y is the price of the pound of the walnuts. She, I'm not going to repeat this because it sounds very confusing. And... Joey, like, yeah, sure, it's easy when you use letters. I was using real nuts. Like, I even called Muhammad's house of nuts to try to solve this problem. He told me to do it on my own. Oh, my gosh. So he's like, all right, Deej, give me another problem. She flips open her book. So basically now she's just going to have him do the math for her. Problems 1 through 20, show your work, neatness counts. Um, I think you're better off doing it yourself because Joey just proves that he could not solve this word math problem. You're really going to trust him to be able to, uh, figure out more word problems, Deej? <laughs> he just takes the book and leaves. So now Jesse's going to come to the girls with his situation with Michelle. Deej, I've been working on this problem for over an hour, and the answer is... You're never going to use algebra in real life. Joey, No, I let you down. Now you'll never get into college. You'll end up working in some diner serving chicken fried steaks and cream corn to truck drivers named Tiny and Duke and Buck. Joey, relax. I called the homework hotline and they helped me do it. See, X is the total. 
Y is the price of a pound of walnuts. So the walnuts are Z, and Z equals X minus Y divided by two, which makes the price of the walnuts $5.50. Oh, sure, it's easy when you use letters. I was using real nuts. <laughs> All right, teacher, give me another problem. Okay. Okay. Here we go, page 62. And numbers 1 through 20 show all your work, neatness counts. <laughs> Doing my homework, can't talk now. <laughs> Who wanted to talk to him? <laughs> oh my gosh, the fact that Joe is just suckered again into just doing DJ's homework for her. Uh, so Jesse comes in with a problem with Michelle. And that's the girls for advice. Says, well, you know how I've been hanging out with Tony. Well, Michelle is not, definitely not okay with this. And she's acting like a baby to get attention from me. So Jesse says, I want to give Michelle something that, you know, in a way to reward her for acting like a big girl. And of course, you know, DJ right off the bat is like, you know, well, Michelle has had her eye on Mr. Bear since, you know, before she could crawl. I love how Stephanie, like, hops off the bed and just clutches Mr. Bear to her her side, under her arm, tucking him under her arm, just protecting him. Like, you're not going anywhere, Mr. Bear. You're staying with me. I won't let Michelle touch you. And... <laughs> She looks at DJ, eyes narrowed. So what's your point? And DJ says, you know, you always said one day that you were going to give Mr. Bear to Michelle. And I love how Stephanie says, when I said one day, I meant on her wedding day. I don't see that happening. I definitely do see Stephanie giving Mr. Bear to baby Danielle when she gets old enough. I definitely see that being passed down. Or to the baby that we will never learn about. We'll never learn about that baby that she's pregnant with. Whether it'll be a boy or a girl. <sighs> I guess we gotta wait 20 some years until we get Fullest House. Can you imagine them bringing that back? All the guys coming back, they're all adults. Jackson will be the one who will be the widower. <clears throat> with the three girls and the cycle will continue <laughs> as Max and Tommy will move in and then we'll see <laughs> TJ as a grandparent <laughs> oh my god I just uh, I really I don't see why they had to stop after season five I don't get it they could have kept going I agree with Steph as she grabs DJ's pillow person and gives it to to DJ like here won't you give her your pillow person you know the one you were just doing your nails on that you're getting nail polish dribble all over you clearly don't care about this thing anymore otherwise you wouldn't be using it for that and DJ says because Mr. Bear's a child's toy my pillow person is a sophisticated companion <laughs> I roll it on the floor laughing with what Stephanie says. Sophisticated, please. It has arms and legs growing out of its face. Steph's got a point. This thing ain't cute. 
sophisticated companion, really. Does it talk back to you? Does it respond to your questions? Does it give you advice? No. And TJ says, well, I say we let Michelle decide. And Stephanie says, fine with me. As the girls leave, Jesse's like, <laughs> I love how he smirks. She's a stupid looking pillow. Yeah, it is kind of dumb looking. <laughs> all right, listen, girls, I'm having a little problem. I want to ask you about something. You know, I've been kind of hanging around with Tony, and Michelle's starting to get jealous. You know, and Tony's a baby, so Michelle's acting like a baby, and I figured maybe I'll give her something really special to reward her for acting like a big girl. So, do you guys have any ideas? Well, you know, Michelle has had her eye on Mr. Bear ever since she could crawl. <laughs> so, what's your point? <laughs> well, you always said that one day you were going to give Mr. Bear to Michelle. Well, when I said one day, I meant like her wedding day. <laughs> Here, why don't you give her your pillow person? Because Mr. Bear is a child's toy. My pillow person is a sophisticated companion. You're right. Please. Sophisticated? It's got arms and legs growing out of its face. <laughs> I say we let Michelle decide. Fine with me. It's a stupid looking pillow. <laughs> it is. I know. I probably said this before, looked this up before. Here's a on eBay, Vintage Pillow People Window Rattler. That's the one that DJ's got. 1985, DJ Tanner Full House Plush Rare. This thing is extremely disgusting and should be thrown away. It is really ratty. It's clearly stained. Where is it coming from? <laughs> and apparently there's three hours left. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Um, used in rough condition, stains and discolored, stuffing is flat. Selling is as is, no returns. Honestly, you would have to be of sheer desperation to want this disgusting thing that probably reeks of mold. Oh, here's one. 250? This thing looks at least a little in, in better condition. Especially for being, you know, white and blue. They're called window rattlers, and this one's $250. It's a lot better condition looking than that other disgusting looking thing. What's this? Vintage pillow people window red. Uh, they all say like DJ Tanner. This one's $26, but it looks like, what is this? Oh, it's a placemat setting. Pill, what's it say? Pillow people? $26 for that thing. They're just, they're gross. They're really just, ugh. Um, let's see, what else do we got here? Let's see if we can find the, uh, I'll get back to the episode in a second. Full House Mr. Bear. I want to see if I can find a Full House Mr. Bear on eBay. Um, Humphrey Beargart. Mr. Bear Full House. Uh, so a lot of them are just really, you know, they're pre-owned. This one's cute. Um, none of them have a hat, so you're missing the hat effect, but, yeah. Well, it's just, I don't know, some of the stuff, I gotta really wonder. 
as far as with the condition, are you really that want it that bad? You're willing to pay for something in very poor condition that is not even worth that price? I don't think so. I surely wouldn't. So DJ and Stephanie go into Michelle's room. They each are holding their childhood toy. And DJ starts saying, oh, wouldn't you like this darling little bear, Michelle? And Stephanie starts selling the pillow parts like, I'm sure you'd rather have this sophisticated companion. She's three. She doesn't know what sophisticated or companion means for that matter. Yeah, each one is trying to downplay their own toy for fear that she's going to take it. So, like, yeah, DJ says, you don't want this boring square person. Yeah, the thing that DJ was just doing her nails on? No, you don't want that. Ugh. And this must really hurt Stephanie to say this about Mr. Bear. But he's much better than this disgusting, yucky, old bear. And then she take, pulls Mr. Bear in close and says, I'll explain later. <laughs> so, Michelle's still sitting in the crib looking back and forth between them. And Jesse pulls Michelle out of the crib and says, Michelle, now if you get one of these toys, you're gonna have to act like a big girl. No more sucking your thumb. No more climbing in the crib. None of this nonsense. And he says, you're going to, you know, get if you get one of these toys, you're gonna have to act like a big girl because these are big girl toys. Capiche? And she says, capiche? And of course, you see both DJ and Stephanie are trying to point at, no, take this one. Oh, take this one. And Michelle does the eeny, meeny, miny, mo method. <laughs> eeny, meeny, miny, mo, catch a tiger by a toe if he howl. You know what? I choose Mr. Bear. Oh, and DJ is just so thrilled. Like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Like, come on, DJ. From what I heard in Fuller House, you lose that thing at, like, summer camp one year. Oh, this is going to be really hard for Stephanie. She's... <laughs> Hugs Mr. Bear, clutching him to her chest. Goodbye, old friend. And Jesse, you know, pats Stephanie's shoulder and says, I'm proud of you, kiddo. And Steph's really trying to put on a brave face with this. And she says, well, I mean, if it makes Michelle happy, I guess it was worth it. (laughs) You just hear her out in the hall. What have I done? We can see what Jesse can't see, and that's Michelle going back into the crib again. He should. Why didn't he explain? Like, if you get this toy, you are not going back in that crib. Being a big girl does not mean going back in that crib. Because <laughs> Jesse's so proud of himself. Like, you see how that worked? You see how good that worked? Yeah, because he's like, oh, well, I guess I took care of that. And Becky says, turn around. Stephanie jumps in there. Bad goes back in the room. It's like, she's back in the crib? If she's still acting like a baby, then the deal is off. It's like, yeah, I agree to her acting like a big girl. She gets my bear. But if she's not, then I want the bear back. That's not what I agreed to. This is ridiculous. Yeah, she says, I want Mr. Bear back. And Michelle says, no. Of course, baby Tony's getting upset. So Jesse decides to make himself scarce by getting Tony a bottle. And he pretty much sloughs this off on Becky. Say, take care of this, will you, Becca? (laughs) 
Sure. And then once he leaves, Stephanie and Michelle get into a tug of war, a physical tug of war, war with Mr. Mr. Bear. Stephanie reaches in and grabs Mr. Bear by the arm and Michelle yanks him back because she's like, give me Mr. Bear. And Michelle says, his name is Willie. And Stephanie says, you changed his name? And Michelle puts a thumb up and says, you got it, dude. But aggressively so, not being uh, cute-like. Yeah, someone needs to really set her straight and say, and lay down the law with her. I don't care if she's three. There's no reason that that child can't be disciplined. There's no reason that he even had to stoop to giving her one of the girls, having one of the girls sacrifice their childhood toy for Michelle? No. She does for you basically rewarding her for acting out. Michelle, pick a toy. Haven't you always wanted this darling little bear? I'm sure you'd rather have this sophisticated companion. You don't want this boring square person. But he's much better than this disgusting, yucky old bear. I'll explain later. Michelle, if you get one of these toys, you're gonna have to act like a big girl because these are big girl toys. Capiche? Capiche. <laughs> me, 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 money, mo. Catch a tiger by the toe. If he hollers, let him go. Eeny, meeny, money, mo. I think Mr. Bear. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Bye, old friend. Hello, new friend. Proud of you, kiddo. Well, if it makes Michelle happy, I guess it was worth it. took care of that. Turn around. Shell, get out of the crib. She's back in the crib? If she's still acting like a baby, the deal is off. I want Mr. Bear back. No. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I'll go get Tony a bottle. Take care of this, will you, Bacala? Give me Mr. Bear. His name is Willie. <laughs> Changed his name? You got it, dude. So Jesse's warming Tony's bottle down in the kitchen, and Danny comes back from obedience school with Comet. Says, Jess, you are gonna be so proud of this dog. <laughs> After one lesson, really? Let's uh cause I thought he said oh Comet starts obedience school that night. I don't know how much you would have learned in, um, <laughs> in one day and been able to, uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, remember the stuff that he learned right away. Now that he's on his home turf, he's like, okay, anything goes. Like, I'll, uh, I'll act, you know, and do what you want me to do at obedience school, but at home, I'm going to do what I want to do. And he says, because he brings Comet in on a leash. And it's like, yeah, you're going to be proud of me, too. And Jesse says, oh, they taught you to heal? 
Uh, no, the instructor taught Danny how to control Comet. Well, let's just see how well that works. <laughs> Danny going on saying, you know, the relationship between a dog and his master can be a beautiful thing. This dog does not want to be here. He, it just keeps going back and forth. Just can you let me off my leash, please? Sounds like Danny's getting ready to show a magic trick here to Jesse. Like, no, behold, the new and improved Comet. He takes off as soon as Danny's gone, <laughs> takes that leash off of him, like disconnects the leash. Zip, bye. Lay down, lie down. Nope, he's gone. He left the kitchen. He has left the kitchen. <laughs> Danny Turner pretty much is like, well, he wait, will lay down eventually. And when he does, I'll be waiting with a doggy yummy, with a doggy treat. <laughs> No, the do how much, yeah, retain, that's the word I was looking for. How much did he retain after one lesson? Not a lot. <laughs> so now Jesse wants to run this problem with Michelle by Danny being, you know, this is his daughter. Look, look Danny, I'm glad you're here. I'm having a little trouble with Michelle right now. I'm having a little problem with her. You know how I've been bonding with Tony while Michelle's getting jealous, and I don't really know how to handle the situation. Yeah, he says Michelle's starting to freak out with me hanging out with Tony, and she's acting like a baby. So Danny's like, "Wow, poor kid. How do you how do you take care of that?" And Jesse says, "Well, I told her to straighten up and start acting like an adult." No, you did not. You offered her one of DJ and Stephanie's toys. To act like a big girl. Basically, you, you, he, he does exactly what he did before with DJ with the drums, with buying off DJ to get her to move back into her bedroom in the pilot episode. That's what he does. He buys people off to help thinking he's fixing the situation when he really isn't. Danny sees right through this. He's like, yeah, and when that didn't work, what did you do? Tried giving her a reward for acting like a big girl. It it just seems like you were rewarding her for acting out, and it's just that's the wrong message you want to send to this kid. See, that's why they should have been putting their foot down from the very beginning. You let that kid rule the roost, and she's basically the queen of that house. I mean, we see her them punish her once, right? Well, that crimes in Michelle's, you know demeanor or whatever and then there's what the uh, episode coming up with the devil made me do it with uh jesse and michelle where she's playing with his recording equipment and he gets angry with her and then she gets angry at him and then she runs away so yeah that they they that's why they needed to start putting their foot down with her as soon as she started trying to have her own way all the time. Like, that's not how this works. You're not going to be thinking you're going to control the situation every time. You're not going to get everything you want. Danny is surprised. He's like, you tried to bribe her? And I'm like thinking, Danny, Danny, I know it was just a season ago, but remember when he bought DJ drums? Remember when he gave her like 20 bucks to move back into her bedroom from the garage? Yeah, this shouldn't come as a surprise. Actually, if I think about it, wasn't he also going to give ice cream to Nikki and Alex after he had put them in timeout? Hmm. Yeah. And here he thinks he's the king of the parenting over Becky. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
So Jesse saw a lot of ideas. He's like, what should I do about this? And Danny says, well, I think if you want Michelle to act like a big girl, then you need to talk to her like she's a big girl in words that she would understand. You have to talk to her on her level. Of course, Jesse puts his thumb up and says, you got it, dude. <laughs> Jess, you are going to be so proud of this dog, and you're going to be proud of me, too. It taught you to heal? <laughs> no, the instructor taught me how to control Comet. You know, the relationship between a dog and his master can be a beautiful thing. Now, behold, the new and improved Comet. Comet, lie down. Comet. <laughs> he will lie down eventually, and when he does, I'll be waiting with a doggy yummy. I had a little problem with Michelle. You know how I've been hanging out with Tony? You know, Michelle's starting to freak out. She's acting like a baby. Uh, poor kid. How'd you handle it? Well, I told her to straighten up and start acting like an adult. And when that didn't work, what'd you do? Well, we tried giving her a reward for acting uh, like a big girl. You tried to bribe her? Don't cheapen it. What should I do? Well, I think if you want Michelle to act like a big girl, you have to talk to her like she's a big girl in words that she'll understand. You got it, dude. <laughs> so Jesse takes Michelle into his bedroom and says, all right, Michelle, it's time for one of our famous, world-famous Uncle Denise talks. She's carrying Mr. Bear, who she has now dubbed Willie. <sighs> She said, I'm not giving Willie back. I'm sorry. She does not deserve Mr. Bear. I'm sorry, but no. Just at three, she would not treat him with the respect that he deserves. And he and Stephanie have been through so much. Stephanie, that bear means so much to Stephanie because Mr. Bear was given to her by her mom. Michelle doesn't have that relationship with Mr. Bear. She doesn't have that connection or understand the meaning of that connection. So, yeah, I, I really like this wicker patio furniture thing he's got here in his bedroom. It's just nice, big enough for Michelle that she can, you know, sit there without having to worry about tumbling forward and off the chair. But anyway, he says, all right, Michelle, tell your Uncle Jesse why you're having a bummer of a day. She flat out tells him, you like Tony better than me. And Jesse says, Michelle, that's not true. You're my best pal. We go back three years. And Michelle says, you gave Tony my room and my song. She, for three, she is very receptive. And she clearly speaks about what is bothering her. And Jesse says, you know, I was just trying to be nice to our new friend. And he, he does, you know, say, you know, I should have asked you first, though. And he says... I should have asked you first because I'd never want to hurt your feelings, okay, pal? Aww. And, and, she, and he is exactly doing that. He is talking to her in words that she understands. And she is saying, when he says, let me know why you're having a bummer of a date, she told him as a, as a three-year-old, but her points were very clear. He says, you know, I'd never want to do anything to hurt your feelings. And he says, you want to know why? And she says, why? And he says, come here and I'll tell you why. So he Picks her up, puts her on his lap. I like how he like looks her right in the face and says, Because you make me laugh, Michelle. And he says, You make me smile. You make me feel good about caring about somebody. And I like how she's surprised, like, I do that? And he's like, Yeah, you do that. 
And Jesse explains to her, he says, Michelle, you and I are going to be together forever. And Tony's going home tomorrow. Like, this was just an overnight thing. He's not staying here forever. <laughs> as soon as the words, Tony's leaving tomorrow, left Jesse's lips, Michelle immediately, her smile, she is beaming. She's like, he is? He's like, yes, he is. <laughs> so, and he also says, and I want you to know something. There's going to be a lot of people that come in and out of my life, but you're always going to be number one, my best buddy, my best pal. And I'm like, she does definitely take that to heart. I'll say that, especially when it comes to uh, Nikki and Alex kind of uh, intruding on her me and Jesse type, me and Jesse time. <laughs> He says, you're always going to be number one. You're going to be my best pal, my buddy, my sidekick. And he asks, you know why? And she says, why? And he says, because I love you very, very, very much. And she asks, how much? And he's like, you want to know how much? And then he stands her up and spreads his arms so wide. Yeah, he, he puts his arms out and she's like, Wow. And he asks, how much do you love me? And she says, this much. And Jesse's like, well, our arms open. We got a hug. We got a hug. Get in here, you. <laughs> Aww. Problem solved. Problem is better. All better. So Stephanie comes in with a peace offering. She says, Michelle, I've been thinking about it. And you might need that bear more than I do. And she says, so have a nice life with Mr. Bear. I mean... Willie, and she cringes as she says it, like, Willie, oh. Angela's the other lives in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, he is literally as tall, Mr. Bear is literally as tall as she is. Like, here you go, you can have Mr. Bear back. And, oh, Stephanie's just so happy, like, oh, Michelle, I love you so much. And give, gives her a kiss. I love how Michelle's like, everybody loves me. <laughs> <laughs> After Stephanie gives her a kiss on the cheek, Michelle like, wipes her face. Like, that was a wet kiss. <laughs> Jesse gets up. He says, I'm hip. And then he picks up Michelle, carries her out of the room, and says, that was very nice, Michelle, that you gave the bear back. And she says, I'm hip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesse says, you really are a big girl. And she says, I'm hip. So Jesse comes into Michelle's bedroom with Michelle. And Becky is proving... Tony's mom wrong that Tony cries whenever anybody picks him up because he's been doing fine with, with Becky holding him. And yeah. And Jesse's like, hey, you want to make friends with Tony? You want to give him a little kiss on the hand? And she does. Yeah, he says, do you want to make friends with Tony? And she says, yes, I would. She tells him, Tony, you're a nice baby. And of course, the baby is like most likely looking at this the lights of the set up above. <laughs> like, hey. <laughs> and she kisses him on the hand. Aww. And Becky says, you know, one day you're going to make a great dad. Well, we'll see. We'll see that in the future. And Jesse says, give Jesse a kiss. And they kiss. Becky and Jesse kiss. And of course, Jesse has to say, oh, have mercy. And then he grabs Tony and says, can you see that little guy? Have mercy. <laughs> and Jesse puts Tony back in his crib. Like, you, can you say have mercy? Yeah, you will someday. Eh, maybe. <laughs> so Jesse puts him back in the crib and says, time to go to sleep and calls him Big Tonorama. 
And Michelle gets on her bed and peeks over into the crib and says, Good night, Tony. And Jesse says, Oh, Michelle, that's so sweet. Of course, as Jesse picks up Michelle and they go out of the out of her room so Tony can sleep, she says, You're going home tomorrow, you remember? Well, let's hope that the, his parents get back from wherever they are. Like, oh, we're going to be delayed. It's going to be another couple days. This adorable little baby. <laughs> All right, Michelle. It's time for a special Uncle Denise talk, okay? I'm not giving Willie back. <laughs> All right, Michelle. You tell your Uncle Jesse why you're having a bummer of a day. You like Tony better than me. Oh, Michelle, that's not true. You're my best pal. We go back three years. You gave Tony my room and my phone. <coughs> I, I was just trying to be nice to our new friend. But I should have asked you first. Because I'd never want to hurt your feelings, pal. You want to know why? Why? Come here. I'll tell you why. You make me laugh, Michelle. You make me smile. You make me feel good about caring about somebody. I do that? Yeah, you do that. <laughs> Michelle, you and I are going to be together forever. And Tony's leaving tomorrow. He is? <laughs> yes, he is. And I want you to know something. There's going to be a lot of people that are coming out of my life. But you're always going to be number one. You're going to be my best pal, my buddy, my sidekick. You know why? Why? Because I love you very, very much. How much? You want to know how much? I'll show you how much. I love you this much. Wow. How much do you love me? This much. That much? Oh, our arms are open. We have to hug. It's a given. It's a given. Michelle, <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking about it, and... You know, you might need that bear more than I do. So have a nice life with Mr. Bear. I mean, <laughs> Willie. <laughs> so you could have Mr. Bear. Michelle, I love you so much. Everybody loves me. <laughs> that was a wet kiss. I'm hip. Come here. Let me tell you something, Michelle. It was very nice that you gave the bear back. You really are a big girl. I'm here. How'd we do? Oh, we did pretty good, didn't we? Want to make friends with Tony? Yes, I will. Tony, you're a nice baby. <laughs> Give Tony a kiss. Give him a kiss. Oh. You know, one day you're going to make a great dad. Give Jesse a kiss. Give him a kiss. <laughs> oh, yeah. Have mercy. Can you say have mercy? Can you say that little guy? Have mercy. Have mercy. <laughs> you will someday. <laughs> Here we go. Time to go to sleep. There you go, big tonorama. Here we go, man. Good night, Tony. Oh, Michelle, that's so sweet. Come on. You're going home tomorrow, you remember? <laughs> you enjoyed the episode i had a fun with this it was cute so worst outfit i think i want to give it to 
Hmm. I wasn't a fan of um, Stephanie's vest. It just looked kind of like a like a light rose, dusty rose material um, color with kind of metallic silver, and it just very, very unflattering. wasn't a fan of it. Um, best, excuse me, best outfit of the episode. Gosh, I'm going to be 100% honest. I really didn't have a best episode, and I normally do. Um, Runner-up for worst after Stephanie's is going to be Becky's flowy white top. Just, again, unflattering. Just, well, I guess I could say best outfit. I like Jesse. I like when he wears teal, and he wore a teal shirt, and it just was very nice on him, so... I'll go with that. So, Canner Teachable moment for this episode is if you any young kid if you have a situation that you feel that they're not going to be really receptive to, they're not going to be accepting of, especially with a big change like that you're having I guess like even if you're, you know, at least with, if you're having a baby you can you have nine months to prepare your child for a new coming arrival, but the fact that you know Michelle had to share her room and her toys and Uncle Jesse and her her song and just all that stuff it just that was a lot for her to take in at three. So it's like they really should have prepared her for that. They really should have just said, "Hey, sweetie." We have a visitor coming. He's going to be sharing your bedroom. He's a little baby. I mean, but she wasn't... I mean, no one was expecting Tony to bond with Jesse. I mean, his mom even said, Don't be surprised if he screams his guts out when you pick him up. He doesn't really bond with anybody but us. So, yeah. But just... For little things like that, just... Prepare. Young kids. I mean, kids are honestly more receptive, I think, than we give them credit for. They're more, they pick up things, they feel things more than we probably give them credit for, I guess, as well. So, coming on the 19th, which is a ways from now, but I will be covering Season 7, Episode 14 for Jodie Sweeten's birthday, who plays Stephanie Tanner, Stephanie Tanner Gibbler now. Is it true about Stephanie? This is from January 4, 1994, in this episode. After Stephanie makes a date with Gia's crush, Gia spreads a nasty rumor, prompting Stephanie to fight back with her own prank. Lovely Danny's behavior after his breakup with Vicky makes the rest of the family wonder if he's wah-cracking up. I don't know who wrote this summary, but it's not a good one on IMDb. I'll tell you that right now. So, when we go back to Jesse and the Girls, that series, I'll be covering Season 5, Episode 19, The Devil Made Me Do It, which aired February 18th, 1992, in this episode. When Michelle's disobedience lands her in the doghouse, a little bow-wow in her... Okay, who's writing this? This is dumb. When Michelle's disobedience lands her in the doghouse, a little bow-wow in her wants to bite back. Meanwhile, DJ's... DJ plays buffer between a bickering Kimmy and st- I don't like this whole thing about it's like referring to her like a she's a dog. She lands on 
when someone says, oh, they landed in the doghouse, it usually has something to do with, like, a wife and, like, the husband messing up, like, oh, I'm in the doghouse now. I mean, why are you referring to that as a kid? That just, a kid in that situation, I don't like it. But here's another one. The temptation to fiddle with Jesse's forbidden music equipment is too great for Michelle. But when Jesse lands her in hot water for it, the little devil in her wants to burn him. Okay, I like this one better. Elsewhere, Kenny and Stephanie are at each other's throats. And it's up to DJ to referee the proceedings. This one is a thousand times better than the uh, front, the first one that we got, definitely. So, yeah, look forward to those coming up. All right. Hope you all have a wonderful week. And if you'd like to email the podcast, you can do so at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to show support for the podcast, go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and search Full House Podcast or Fuller House Podcast and leave a review for the Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupas unofficial Full House Fuller House Podcast. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye.